from the creator of the award-winning Remarkable Results Radio Podcast. Now, listen to a slice of wisdom, a concept, a sentiment, a theory, and maybe even a rant from one of your industry colleagues. For the record. Hey, how are you? Carm Capriato here, and in just a minute, Dwayne Myers brings his extreme passion to you about the lack of a technician shortage at his group of shops and exactly how he does it. Have you been considering making the switch to digital vehicle inspections? Well, check out FlexCheck Auto, a low-cost way to increase efficiency and your profits. Here's what a satisfied subscriber had to say. The biggest benefit to my shop has been increasing my average repair order and average billable hour per RO. We're billing out almost an hour more per repair order and boasting more than a $100 increase in ARO since implementing FlexCheck Auto. Hey, try it for free for 30 days. Become an early adopter. Go to FlexCheckAuto.com to learn more. Hey, I'm attending many industry events this year, and please be sure to stop by and say hi. I'm always at the ready to hear from you and find out what's on your mind. Find Dwayne Meyer's talking points and links to his previous episodes on the show notes page for this episode at remarkableresults.biz slash F036. Hey, the views and opinions expressed are those of my guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the authors, sponsors, associates, or affiliates of LSTN Media, LLC. Now, Dwayne Myers, partner at Dynamic Automotive in Frederick, Maryland, lays it all on the line as he gives you a blueprint on how to embrace and integrate the millennial workforce into your business and never have to worry about a technician shortage again. Dwayne explains how to make this happen and how his approach has been one of the best strategies he's ever done in his business. Now, here's Dwayne Myers for the record. This is Dwayne Myers with Dynamic Automotive for the record. Today, I want to talk about millennials and the bad rap I believe they've gotten in the industry and, and really in the world that, they, you know, they're lazy, they have no ambition, uh, they don't want to work with their hands, and they're not committed. I, I don't believe that that's true, and I think that stereotype is, uh, is misleading, it, especially for a certain group of millennials. I, I really feel that millennials are broken up into possibly three groups. There could be more, but I, I see some of them that are that are just not the right fit for automotive or for what we do. There's other ones that, that feel they're ready, but uh, they lack the skills or aren't able to, to learn the skills that they need to to be in our industry. But then there's a third group that I believe has potential. They have a, a lot of potential, but you know what they're lacking is leadership and good mentorship to help develop them and bring them out and be our next group of technicians that take us into the next generation. I believe that you need to work with them, uh, work with millennials, the whole group in general, to really find this special group. There's no sign they're going to put up and say, hey, I'm the group you want. you you got to figure that out. you got to go through. you gotta got to get to know them, learn them. You know, are they your group that you can uh, lead? And, and train. Uh, some of them, you know, they, they, they some of them work really hard. Uh, some of them want to do well. Uh, what you need to do is help bring them up to where we're at. You need to help socialize them. I mean, there's a lot of things they've just never done yet that we had already done at their age. And, and we have to accept that and help correct it. You know, it, it, it is what it is. 
you know, they've, they've grown up on their phones. Now it's time that we help teach them and educate them on what it is to be socialized. You know, even they're on social media, they haven't been socialized yet. They don't know how to make eye contact. They don't know how to talk to people. They, they, they just have never done it. And I think that I know there's no thinking. I know that we can help them with that because we've been doing that here at Dynamic for, for years. We recognize that breaking that uh, iceberg or that, that problem is the first step into getting them into our industry. You know, so we, we know the problem. So I don't think there's a reason why we can't fix that. We need to have a plan. They need that, you know, and growing up for me in my, you know, early twenties, I didn't have a plan. I went to work and I worked. I would have loved to known what my boss's plan was for me for one year, three year, five year, 20 year. I didn't have a clue. And, you know, at that time I didn't need it. Uh, today, we need it. And if we have that plan and we express it, communicate it, I believe that we'll bring out one of the best generations of technicians we've ever had because they have, uh, they're smart. You know, they just haven't applied it yet. And when we give them this plan, I believe it's the foundation for them applying themselves to their future and ours. The days of working blindly with no direction are definitely a thing of the past and not going to work anymore. We need to be a goal-based society, a goal-based industry. I believe that we need to have roadmap reviews for our young individuals. And quite honestly, you need to have them for all, all your team. But right now we're focusing on millennials and our, our new hires, our new help. But you need, it needs to be goal-based. You know, the days of, of, you know, getting a one to a five, I believe are gone. It, it's more of what were your goals? Did you accomplish your goals? And how can we help you? What can dynamic do? What can you do? What can the industry do to help you with these goals? Cause when you reach your goals in this industry, the industry is reaching their goals. What's so special about the whole goal base review process is the one, three, five-year goals, and you really get to understand your team member and what they're thinking. You know, if, if you go to them and you tell them, you know, or they tell you that, you know, in, in one year they want to learn these skills and three years they don't know what they want to do. Well, that, that's a question then, you know, are they going to be part of this industry? But if they have a one, three, and five-year goal, that means they're going to be with you. They have a plan. You need to help them achieve that because when they do, they're going to help you achieve your goals of having a successful shop, being able to fill your base with cars and technicians, which is the end goal. Because when we do that, we all, we all succeed. You know, and I believe the goal base really opens up the communications. It's a really deep conversation. And that's something that's very lacking. Part of why we need to teach them some soft skills on talking and communicating because they're not quick to tell you what they want. You know, they will after the fact, but we've had job openings and opportunities and they won't say a word. And they think that we know, you know, we don't know. We, we need to talk to them and, and doing this process really makes a difference. You know, another thing that we really need to do and the goal base helps with that is creating a career path. You know, they need to know the direction, you know, and what's wrong with knowing where you're heading? You know, quite honestly, I think that's what we need to be doing. You know, how hard is it to help them along and tell them, hey, th this is your process. This is where you get to go in the next three, four, five, you know, 20 years. So be it. What, are, you know, how great would it be to know that you have someone that's thinking about being with you for 20 years? Uh, that That's probably amazing to most people. 
a thing I like to also do to, to help get millennials opened up and, and really get them on our pages. I, I've paired them up with, with baby boomers. Uh, we, we, we're lucky enough that the facility here, you know, we have four shops, but the facility in Urbana has a quick lube, a repair shop, and a car wash, and we do detailing. We have a, a special opportunity with the quick lube where we get to bring in a lot of young talent and try them out. But we also bring in some people that are retired, the more seasoned, have lived a life and can share a life, share experiences. You know, right now we currently have a, a gentleman, uh, his name, name's Jerry, uh, awesome guy. Uh, I love the guy. He's a Marine, you know, not an ex-Marine. There's no such thing. He's a Marine. Brings a ton of respect, gets a ton of respect from the guys, you know, We'll go out, you know, his team leaders will go out there and we'll talk to talk to the team and, you know, talk about things we need to work on, what went right, what went wrong. And, you know, they look at us with the glassy eyed. When we leave, Jerry goes up and, and it's just a conversation because he's a peer, even though they're two generations apart. He's their peer, but he guides them and talks to them. Hey, you know, this is why they're talking about this. This is why it's important. And I really believe that bridging the gap you know, bringing those different generations together, which most people think would never work, but it does, uh, really puts them on turbocharge, really brings out some of the good that's buried in them. You know, someone that they consider isn't equal, but, you know, almost, you know, is, is a, a mentor to them just because, you know, they've been there, done that. You know, they've they've accomplished so many things, and now they're at the senior part of their life and they can share that knowledge and they'll listen to them. So I, I really think that, you know, bringing in that generational gap makes a difference. Uh, another key part, you want millennials to stay with you and to be with you, promote from within, you know, and the goal base review process helps do that because you're giving them them goals. They give you their goals. They know what's going on as they accomplish these things. You develop them, you build them, you train them, you educate them, you know, it gives the ability to promote from within, and that is culture. Promoting from within is culture in your company. And people want to work somewhere where they know they have that future, and you can show that by demonstrating it where you start off with, we have an opening, we're going to look inside first. Of course, sometimes you've got to look outside, but start inside. And when they know that those opportunities come about, it makes them hang on, makes them stay, makes them try harder. They want to be the next guy, the next girl that gets to the next level. And you can say it all you want. You got to do it. You got to show them. They got to see that you're trying to develop the team and not just hire outside. And, and this is how, you know, everyone says, grow your own tech, grow your own tech. Well, how do you grow your own tech? You grow your own tech from inside. So by promoting from inside, you're, you're starting that process. And just because you're growing your own tech doesn't mean that's where they stop. You know, a tech is not the end. That, that is that is just the beginning of, of a world of opportunities in our industry. And that's another thing they need to realize is they don't always have to be a technician. You know, of course, we, we need technicians. We want them. But, you know, there's many things they can do that's beneficial to our industry. And we got to remind them of that, that we are in an amazing industry that's huge. So many opportunities. And don't forget that, that the door doesn't close just because you became the best technician in the world. It's just another step. And by promoting from within, you know, you're strengthening your own culture because they know you, they know your team, they know your business, and they already know what you believe in. So all they're going to do is take that and make it better. 
you know, when you reach out of your culture and bring people in, uh, one thing you have to be mindful of is, is hiring the right person to protect your culture and develop it because you can dilute it if you're not careful. So a benefit of, of drawing from internal talent, you know, when you start with the, with the young and you develop them, you know, they already are drinking the Kool-Aid. They know what you want. So you're not diluting it. You're strengthening it. And and that is just so key. I, I warn people as they grow, and especially if they grow too fast, because we made this mistake ourselves, is if you hire a lot of people at one time, you can wreck your culture, and it takes years to fix it. Um, be careful, because our culture is an extension of who we are and our reputation. So by doing this from within, you're, you're, you're safeguarding it, and you're adding to it in a positive way, which is so important. Apprenticeship programs uh, where you mentor and, and schooling is, is another key way of involving the millennials and in, in getting them on the right track. You know, that's all part of, of making the career path. It's a nice laid out plan for them that, that could be, you know, three to five years long. And people say, well, three to five years. Well, they could be gone in three to five years. I said, quite honestly, how many of you believe that your millennials will be here in three to five years? I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly that mine will be here for even longer. You know, it, especially the, the special ones that, that are doing really well that we've helped with the plan. We've given them the opportunity. They know where they're heading, so they're less likely just to leave for a quarter or for a dollar because of the culture, because of the learning, because of what we're doing with them. Uh, they have a future, and that means a lot to people. And by working with the apprenticeship program, it, it's really a tool, not just for them, but for us is it elevates them to the level we need. So they're productive and useful, but it locks them in with us. And, you know, we have a multiple apprenticeship programs for, for youth and for registered, which I'm willing to share with anybody. Uh, everyone knows that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of apprenticeship. I'm willing to share what we do with people because it does work. Uh, you know, I, I, tell people we we haven't been looking for young talent in, in three to four years, which for 10 years we looked all the time and couldn't find any. And our apprenticeship program really locked that in. And another thing I, I want to tell you is with the apprentices, you know, you have to challenge them. They're not just doing oil changes. They're not just changing tires. I believe it was Matt uh, had an episode where he he talked a little bit about that, and he is right. You know, you have to challenge them. Of course, yes, they, they need to learn those skills and that stuff needs to be done. But even here in the quick loop, you know, before they even get to the repair shop, you know, they're learning how to do proper inspections. You know, they're learning how to do fuel, uh, fluid exchanges, you know, brakes, belts. You know, we're getting them started with the foundational parts, but then they're working in the shop, too. Some of our apprentices are spending two days in the shop, two days in the quick loop, and that rotation of talent and knowledge has really raised our ARO. It, it has raised our our tenure with our people, and it's raised our the attitude has gotten better because they're working together, which is great. That's what we need, a team that works together. And with our apprenticeship programs, of course, we, we send them to college. Uh, they also have a mentor, you know, so they have the best of both worlds. They have someone that has real-world experience, and they have someone that has factual knowledge to, to give them a good basis to grow and start off with. So we, we're creating a solid basis to build a career and a future one, which is, which is very important. Uh, and, and because of that, like I said, we filled our talent pool and 
we've done it with that, you know, and that and being an active member of the community, these different programs and, and things you do with the community gets parents to, to put their students in the programs. It gets the students wanting to be a part of it. And they're realizing that the automotive industry isn't a bad thing. And actually it's a great thing with a lot of great opportunities. And, and as Karma said multiple times, and I'm a big believer in it. I know many of my friends are believers in it is you got to be involved in the industry. You, you've got to join your career and technology uh, advisory board. You know, I'm on the advisory board for the high school we use two colleges for our apprenticeship program on, on their, those advisory boards. You've got to, to be involved. And I'm involved because I want it to be the best program possible. And if I can do that, I know the students and the apprentices that we get out of it are the best possible. And I challenge all of you all to be a part of it. You know, don't wait for someone else to do your job. Do it. Go there. You know, what's a couple of hours of your time? Because it really could be a couple of years of your future, you know, be part of the solution, not sit back and wait for someone else to do it. One way we've been able to find our young talent is uh, a few years ago, what really got us kickstarted when we were working on our apprenticeship program is we invited our career and technology automotive program. There's 72 students. We invited the whole class and they brought them out in shifts out to our Rihanna location. And we, we took them for tours uh, around the building and we broke them up in smaller groups and we didn't just talk about being a technician. We talked about our industry, you know, and how great our industry is and and all the different opportunities that are out there, you know, in engineering, manufacturing, logistics, data, IT, you know, plus service provider. You know, there, there's just a million things that you can do that people don't realize are all connected. And with a strong foundation, you can do anything. And we talk about that. And then we also talk about business and culture and why we do things the way we do, why we charge what we charge, you know, what it takes to stay in business, what it takes to be successful, not just struggling to stay in business, how some shops can afford to send people to training and other ones can't. We went over all that and it really intrigued the young minds and, and they would, it, it blew them away of, of how involved and how much went in to the automotive industry. And that week we got six applications. And I tell you, the week before that, we struggled to fill just the, the entry-level jobs. Terrible. And, and since then, we've had a waiting list of people wanting on board. And at that point, we didn't even have our apprenticeship programs yet uh, that we were just working on. But the word was out. They knew it. The schools knew it. The parents knew it. it you know, uh, it really intrigued them. And it, they're like, I want to work for that company because they got their act together. We, we, we try to. We don't always have it together. But uh we keep trying and, and we never stop. Face it, you know, we, we can't ignore the millennials. They are, they're, they're the largest segment of the workforce, I believe now. You know, they've taken over for the baby boomers and the Xers and, and whoever else is out there. They're it. That, that's who we are. Um, you know, we have a talent shortage. We, we have to develop them. If we don't develop them, we're going to get left behind. Uh, we can't hope that our baby boomers or our other technicians that are getting close to retirement are going to stick around and keep doing this for us. You know, as they age, you know, it's a hard life. Uh, we, we've got to change the mindset. We have got to change the way we handle them. And, and I really believe we'll draw the good out of that generation and find out there's a lot more there than we gave them credit for. And I've spoke our, about it already, but, you know, culture is key. 
that that is the key to success. It's the key to bringing in the right talent. Uh, it's the key to to being successful for them and for us. And the basis of that culture is communication. Uh, just because you talked to them today or last week, you, you got to keep talking to them. You know, they have to always know what's going on. And and I think that everyone will agree that that's the fastest way to a problem is lack of communication. You know, this generation wants to hear from us a lot more. You know, what's it going to hurt that we just get in the habit of doing that? I, I believe it will bring them along a lot further and faster than they have so far in their life. You know, I use as an example in my mind, you know, I was in the military. You know, I was a tank mechanic. It, uh, it did a lot for me. It, it helped form who I am and what I do. The military has been using millennials for years, and I have to say I think they're quite successful with it. You know, they have figured out how to do it. We, you know, we are, have the best team fighting force in the world, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that with me. And if they can do it, why can't we? You know, they have a plan for their team members. You know, they have a direction. Uh they, they can be our example. You know, we can look at them and see, you know, they can do it. Why can't we do it? You know, I don't hear recruiters crying. We only have millennials. Well, guess what? Everybody's aged out. That's it. There is no other choice. We still have some other choices, but we're aging out fast too. You know, so if they're not using that excuse, why, why are we? We have an example and we know it can work because they've made it work. So, I, I tell you, you know, guess what? That That's it. They, they uh, we have to develop them. You know, why are we waiting? Why aren't we going ahead and moving forward with this? Uh, it's time to, to let go the, you know, all oh, they're too lazy. They don't want to do it. You know, I call bull. I, I know they'll do it. I know they can be part of our team and not just part of it. They can be one of the best parts we've ever had. You know, they have a unique perception and knowledge that, that far exceeds I think any generation we've ever had, because they're definitely the most educated, you know, and with the way cars are changing today, I do believe we need that knowledge. You know, uh, we've uh, got a lot in the pipeline of what's coming down the road. And if we don't keep up with the technology, uh, we're going to fall behind. And those are the ones that can help us do that. I'm going to end this rant with a question, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I've heard the statement, I've said the statement many times, you know, you always want to bring the best value to your customers and you tell them, you know, you, you can justify uh, what you charge to the repair, which I believe most of us listening to this can, because we bring great value to our customers. We tell them that we have expert technicians, you know, well-trained, know what they're doing. They're the best in the business. Great warranty. We use good parts. They have the knowledge, the technology, customer service. But my question for you and where I'll leave you with is, you know, what are you doing to bring value to the millennials and the young technicians in the world? What have you done? This is Dwayne Myers from Dynamic Automotive for the record. Thanks for listening to For the Record from Remarkable Results Radio. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app. Find all Remarkable Results podcast content at RemarkableResults.biz. Remember, your learning curve never sounded so good.